Next on BYU Sports Nation, game day for BYU Hoops. How the Cougs overcome a key injury and score on Pacific in the post. What is Anson Winder's injury? And will he play tonight? Plus, another All-American honor on the football team. And the AVCA Coach of the Year, Sean Olmstead, delivers the next great piece of awesomeness to the set. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Thursday, never looking back. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. January 15th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Halfway there. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Laramie, Wyoming tour guide, Jerem Jordan. Nope. Been there uh, two or three times for different BYU football games and uh, won't be back there ever again. That's one or two more for times any than reason. I have ever been to Laramie. But poor Laramie. Not. When BYU went independent that first media day, it was just like hammering Laramie. It's like, well, at least we don't have to go to Laramie. 7,220 <laughs> feet. Here's the what thing. What Laramie do to you? Last night, Laramie hosted ESPN and San Diego State in one of college basketball's Primetime matchups. That's right. The Cowboys. It was a slow day. Ranked in the top 25 for the first time since 1988 against unranked San Diego State. They lost. But the real star of the show was Bobby Knight and his sweater. Good grief. If you haven't seen it, I tweeted it out last night. There are probably seven different, seven to eight different colors in that, uh, in that sweater. He's a he hipster and he must have founded a DI. Why is Bobby Knight and Laramie doing a game? Good stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any. Why is San Diego State unranked now? I thought that was like a tough game. You know, BYU play. It's like what? At, what happened to Purdue? What happened to San Diego State? Utah and Gonzaga are top ten, and BYU played those teams. San tough. Diego State won last night in Wyoming. Their RPI a is twenty seven. Their RPI is twenty seven. So yeah, they're that, a good that team. Is good for BYU. I would like they to, them to stay ranked. So it's like okay, most of BYU's losses are to actually. Actual good teams. Aside from BYU and Pacific tonight, the other West Coast Conference game you might be very interested in, Gonzaga at Pepperdine. Go how good, Waves? How, yeah. How good's Pepperdine? Do you want Gonzaga to lose to show that they're uh, not invincible? Do you want them to be crazy good so that if BYU beats them, it's an even better win? I mean, what do you, what do you want there? Yeah, interesting I, matchup. I, I don't, you know, like, like with Utah, it's like, okay, please lose every game of all time, right? Utah State, it's like, oh, that's nice. Whatever. Do your thing. When, when you play BYU, you lose. With Gonzaga, I'm just like, when you play BYU, you know, let's see if the Cougars come out on top. When you don't, I don't really care if you win or lose. Do you want Utah to lose every game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I don't. Forever. Because I want them to help BYU's RPI. Nope. <laughs> no. It's that simple? No. There's more to it than just disliking the U. <laughs> Dislike is soft. Okay. The conversation alive and well 24-7 on Twitter Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. What do you really think of the University of U- No, that's not it. How confident are you in BYU Hoops' ability to go 2-0 this weekend on the road? At Pacific tonight, at St. Mary's Saturday. What do you think? Use the hashtag BYUSN at PWNR1019. Is that even a question? Everyone knows it'll be 2-0 with a win margin of 20-plus points per game. Hashtag confidence, hashtag BYUSN. That is definitely... Blue goggled on the St. Yeah, Mary's it part. All, it all looks clear to me right now with the blue goggles on. I can see clearly now. 
blowout. Yeah, BYU and Pacific tonight. That this could be a blowout tonight. Pacific not as good as they were last year. We'll break it down in a moment. Um, in fact, they lost a ton of dudes. It's going to be different. But here, the Anson Winder factor is a big question. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines and what we are talking about today: basketball game day for BYU men's and women's yeah. hoops. Both matched up against Pacific. T. John Karoma, BYU football freshman and All American, according to the Football Writers Association uh, of America. Association of America. He's, yes, the FWAA. He's becoming like consensus freshman All American. Like everyone thinks he's a freshman All American, which is fantastic. <laughs> He started every game as a true freshman at center. Like, he's got huge upside and potential. Heather Olmstead named the associate head coach for BYU women's volleyball. That is head coach Sean Olmstead's sister. Sean will join us in a little over a half an hour, and he has apparently the gift of gifts for the BYU Sports Nation set. Okay, he, I saw him earlier this week and uh, said, yeah, let's get you in to deliver the gift. Did you get you know, and and it better not be that mustache. Oh, but but I said, don't tell me what it is. You know what it is. I don't know what it is. I do know what it is. And I I, I said, don't tell me what it is. I just want to react. So we're gonna have him on the show coming up. Because <laughs> when they went to the final four, we said, hey, br- like we do selfishly, we're always like, what's what's in it for us? Hey, what are you bringing us? What are you gonna get us? So they brought something. Fair enough. We will see what it is. Like I said, in about thirty-five minutes, Jimmer Fredette eight points all in the second quarter and a Pelicans win. Over the Pistons last night. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The status for Stockton. BYU basketball at Pacific tonight. 11 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Mountain Time tip-off on ESPNU. And look, at this point, every game that BYU plays against a lower-tier team, critical for the Cougars' NCAA at-large tournament resume. We know we're going to see some different things from BYU tonight, but how different? BYU is run and gun. That will not change. This isn't an overhaul. But in the half court, Dave Rose wants to see some variation. He alluded to that when he talked about Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Haas taking their games specifically to the post to get some touches down low. All of this is fueled from the discussion around Anson Winder. It, it, It really is. Anson, play, not play. BYU, regardless if he's uh, in or out, needs more production from the post. That can come from anyone, not necessarily post players, and I don't think that's where it comes from. You're right. It's Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Hawes. Sets in the post. We're going to see more of them posting up. That doesn't mean they're going to have a jump hook or a drop step, but they're going to get at least space to the floor from there and then hopefully get some easy buckets. And, And this, more free throws. That doomed BYU against Pepperdine. Nate Austin told us the same things yesterday about Kyle and Tyler going to the post. I think we're going to start you know, posting up the guards a little bit more. I think Coach Rose mentioned on the show yesterday that you know, we're going to try you know, posting up Kyle a little bit more. And so I think, I think the coaches are trying to get a little bit, a little bit more variety in the offense. You know, we shoot a lot, we, we drive a lot, but we don't get a lot of just the pure post-up catches. And so I think, I think guys like Luke and Corbin will get a few, more, a few more catches as well as like Ty and Kyle and you know, maybe like Ants or something like that. Hey, why not put your two best big scoring guards in the post and let them go to work? Even Tyler Haas' grandpa tweeted out that Ralph. BYU would see some new things. He said, look for a few new sets this week, and our four-guard offense should be fun. I turn to only one source when I need what happened to practice, and it's Ralph Haas. No, he's got the inside stuff, man. And then there's With this. With Ahmad Rashad and Hannah Storm. Like, no, it wasn't Hannah Storm. It was someone else. Was summer. Summer. Well, she did it for a while, too. But oh, there was someone else. Summer Sanders. Summer Sanders. Summer Sanders. Right. Yeah. Okay, and then there's this that you alluded to, Jerem. 
BYU guard Anson Winder questionable for tonight's Biggest game. Biggest storyline. After he injured his knee, an MRI revealed a slight knee sprain. Not good. So BYU unsure if he'll play tonight, hoping to have him back, please, for the St. Mary's game on Saturday night. Don't play tonight. Anson Winder, do not play tonight. If he has a knee sprain, that's what he's got. It was don't bad enough that he had tonight. to have an MRI. Yeah, don't play tonight. Play Saturday. He could play tonight. I'm saying don't play. <laughs> Is you don't Rose... need him against Pacific. You need him against St. Mary's. Some people right now might be like, well, what's the difference between Pacific and Pepperdine? There's a great difference between those two. Pepperdine is a team that could beat BYU. Pacific is not a team that can beat BYU. Aren't they? Didn't you say that about Utah State? No, no, no. This Pacific team is very, very different from last year's team, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Eight of the ten Pacific players from last year's win over BYU are gone. That accounted for 80 of the 89 points. It's a very, very different team, and they're not as good. Do I think BYU can beat Pacific without Anson Winder? Absolutely. By double figures. Absolutely they can do it. It's all about Saturday's game. However, and the concern for Dave Rose is very real. Listen to this. But what he means to this team is it's indescribable, actually, because he has so many roles, and he can play them all so well, and he can do that because of the experience that he has. And uh, that's what makes him so viable. Okay, Jerem, if it's Pacific or St. Mary's, if Anson Winder does not play, where do you fill in the gap to replace BYU's second leading score against the Tigers and the Gales? Let's plug everyone else in. It's Pacific. It's not like you need to uh, equal what you do. For, BYU doesn't have to put up 88 to win tonight. Or 80, whatever they're averaging, 86.7, right? They'll be fine without him. More Skylar Halford productivity. More, uh, more from Tyler. Like you had against LMU, 26 points in that one. Kyle Collinsworth had the flu Thursday. He did not on Saturday, but was still fatigued. So he's had five days rest. Maybe he can score a little bit more and in the post. Chase Fisher, just do your thing. I think it'll be all right. I'm not worried about Pacific. This is not a Utah State football, Pepperdine basketball situation. Pacific is not good. The Jerem Jinx, oh my gosh. It's not going to happen tonight. That means it is now, right? Pacific starts a (laughs) seven-footer. Sammy Ilariki and a 6'8 guy, Eric Thompson. So maybe if Anson doesn't play and you're saying, you know what, don't even chant, don't even risk it, just save yourself for St. Mary's. Yes. Maybe they opt for two big men to start. So maybe it's a Corbin Kafusi, Luke Worthington situation to start the game to match up with Pacific a little bit better. I don't the thing is, it doesn't matter, in my opinion, what BYU does and who they put on the floor against Pacific. They should win this game because they're just a better team. Yes. Last year was crazy. It was, it was nuts. BYU struggled. Matt Carlino had 28 off the bench, by the way. And they lost. And they lost. Tyler Haas struggled in the game last year. Skyler Halford was 3 for 10. Tyler was 6 for 16. Uh, Pacific had great balance scoring. Four, four of the starters had double-figure points. They have Their leading scorer is T.J. Wallace at 12.5 a game. I mean, can anything happen on the road? It's not, sure, yes. But I think that percentage is very low. And it's a late tip, by the way. Mountain time, 9. Eastern time, 11. Uh, another late tip against a team with orange and the letter P that you should beat. So, yes, maybe you are nervous. And there is a there is a weird vibe going into this game. Yes, because they lost last year at that place. That and you lost a week ago to a team that you were supposed to beat and Anson Winder's uh, knee sprain and uh, late tip again. It's, 
earlier this week we talked about how sustainable is four guard lineup. There's a little bit of concern from the BYU coaching staff. So you go into this game with a little bit of yellow flag going on right now for BYU. So go in there and win and win well, prep Friday hard, and then go on Saturday and compete as hard as you can and try and beat St. Mary's. Okay, are you fe- are you personally feeling that weird vibe? Because the vibe I get from you is, nope, BYU's going to roll Pacific. Generally around the game, yes. But me personally, no. <laughs> like, like with the, the clear clear the fog out yeah. and just look at the game? I go, no, BYU wins here's, 17 here's points. BYU's thing. only a nine-point favorite. Here's the thing. BYU on the road this year, 4-0. Four and zero, and Coach the quest Mark, for road perfection. And Mark Pope said to me, "You know what? I think the guys are really looking forward to getting back out on the road. Maybe it'll be good for us." So there's that. BYU's been really good in the Blues. So even, they, even in the neutral site games where they've lost, they've competed extremely well against good competition. Uh, San Diego State and Purdue. I don't even remember if they were home in any of those. But the, there's something special about those Blues for BYU this year so far. How many will Tyler Haas score in the Blue tonight? On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is Chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. Jimmer for dead leads Tyler Hawes by 237 points in the all-time scoring category. Tyler needs to average just under 20 points a game in the leftover regular season and West Coast Conference tournament games that he is guaranteed to play to 12 pass games, Jimmer. Okay, Tyler scored 20 last year against Pacific. In that 89-82 loss, I would gather, especially if Anton Winder is out. That 25, Tyler at least 25 tonight, 20, yes, I think. He will score more than 20. How confident are you in BYU Hoops' ability to go 2-0 and this weekend on the road? Let's get to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At EricBYUFan1990. Fellas, I'm 50% confident we go 2-0 and and Spencer dislike... A better way to say how I feel about Utah. <laughs> okay. Um, why? <laughs> we don't need to go there. It's just understood. At Emmeline42, fairly confident. This team has looked much better on the road than at home in conference play. It's true. I don't know why BYU has generally been very good in their crib, in their nest. By the way, I just saw the number. Uh, Phil Steele referenced uh, Vegas Sportsbook. The chances BYU wins the national championship. Uh, I'll tell you coming up. Okay, yes. That's a tease. Yes. Also, we get to know these Pacific Tigers a little bit better. Play-by-play man and friend of the program, Zach Bay Rudy, joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can join our Twitter conversation anytime you please, anywhere, with any mobile device using the hashtag BYUSN. Wow. My Walkman? Uh, you know what? You I know mentioned what? the You're chances. Just, I'm, I'm sick and tired <laughs> of you today, okay? Already? Just get, just get to the stupid information. <laughs> wow. I didn't know it was stupid. Uh <laughs> Phil Steele has posted a blog uh, that has uh, the Westgate Las Vegas Superbooks odds to win the college football championship game next year in Glendale. Okay. Uh, BYU coming in at 100 to 1, tied for 26. Now listen to the. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? Listen, listen to the other teams that have the same chance to win the national championship as BYU next year. Missouri, Michigan, Nebraska, Virginia Tech, Kansas State, Arizona, Texas A&M, Miami, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Louisville, South Carolina, Washington, Utah. 
Penn State. BYU plays Nebraska, Nebraska and Missouri on next year's schedule. That's a good category to be in, yeah. Okay, I'll take it. Men's basketball tonight on BYU Radio and ESPNU, 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain Time. On BYU TV and BYU Radio before that, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time, Pacific at BYU Women's Basketball. I will be on the call with Kristen Kozlowski. How confident are you in BYU men's hoops' ability to go 2-0 this weekend on the road? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's talk about tonight's game first. Our good friend Zach Bay Rudy, the play-by-play man for Pacific, back on BYU Sports Nation. Zach, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Sorry, I've been trying to use. I'm trying to join your conversation using my Game Boy, and it just has to be working. <laughs> oh, okay. You're going to side with Jerem on this one. Okay, I see I, how I it am. is. I am. That is a mobile device. <laughs> so technically, I should be able to use to join the conversation using my Game Boy. <laughs> Most mobile devices. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, uh, that aside, whether, you're, whether or not you can join the conversation with your Game Boy or not, let's, let's talk about this Pacific team. Five of the top six scorers from last year's game against BYU are gone. Clearly this is a different team, but what is the biggest difference between Pacific basketball last year and this year? Uh, there are a couple things, but I think the biggest thing uh, is a different I think the biggest thing, last year's team was built to compete in the Big West. Uh, last year, uh, obviously, it was Pacific's first year back in the WCC. And it was a senior-laden team last year that had had a lot of success in the Big West, a team that had gone to the NCAA tournament uh, the year before last. So I think this year, uh, a new crop of players, and I think this team built to play the WCC. Now, that being said, it's a young team, so they're going to need some time to develop. So I think youth and inexperience is the the biggest difference uh, from last year's team to this year's team. Our stat of the day, Zach, is that 80 of the 89 points from last year's Pacific win in Stockton against BYU, gone. Uh, six of yeah. those, all six of those seniors and then another junior that didn't come back. What kind of uh, team do you think will compete against BYU tonight? A, a very different team than, than beat BYU last year. It's going to be an athletic team. Um, you're going to see uh, a lot of athleticism out of this edition of the Tigers. Um, and, and that being said, at times I think you'll see this team make some mistakes that last year's team didn't make just because of, of the youth. But uh, you'll see an athletic team. Um, you'll see a team that, uh, if it's a good night, can can really shoot the ball. Um, there, there are some really good shooters on, on this team. But that being said, Pacific's coming off of a game against St. Mary's where they shot 35%, and they held St. Mary's to 32% and lost at home. So um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see which team – shows up because it seems like every game there's a different Pacific team that that shows up. Zach Bayrudi with us, the play-by-play man for Pacific, also of the Class A baseball Stockton Ports. Zach, Pacific is obviously young. We've referenced that a couple of times. Nine and eight overall, one and four in the West Coast Conference. How do they beat BYU for the second straight year in Stockton? Uh, that's that's going to be a that's a, that's a million dollar question for Ron Berlin right now. Uh, it's who do you stop? I mean, you, you know, you, you can say you can't let Tyler Hawes be, but then do you let Kyle Collinsworth get a triple double, you know? And, and, you know, Anson Winder, how do you, how do you slow him down? So it's just going to be a matter of can they play enough defense and, and can they make enough shots? I mean, they played enough defense to beat St. Mary's. Uh, they really did as, as well as they could on, on Brad Waldo and on Kerry Carter. Um, but they, they just couldn't make a shot. So the things are just going to have to fall right for them. I mean, you look at, you know, points per game and BYU's averaging close to 87 a game and Pacific's averaging 
it just closed to 66. So, you know, it's going to be two things. Can they can they limit BYU offensively, and, and can they get some shots to fall? I don't know if it comes down to one one matchup or another. I don't think it does just because BYU is so multifaceted. But um, overall, they're going to need to play great defense, and they're going to need to make some shots. Does Pacific have the wing defenders to hang with the guards of BYU, in your opinion? <sighs> That's a tough question. Uh, you know, right now I right now I don't think so. Uh, right now it's I would say that's where BYU has a has a big advantage, and you know, again, on any given night, who knows? Um, I thought they, you know, they, their plan against St. Mary's was to to play denial on Terry Carter, and they actually did a really good job. Carter made a couple of big threes, but there was only a couple of attempts coming out of him, so they denied him uh, the ability to beat them, and it and it worked. So, I mean, that being said, you know, they can do the same thing to BYU, but there are just so many threats that the Cougars bring to the table, that I'm, I'm not sure they're going to be able to do it. Zach Bayrudi with us on BYU Sports Nation, talking Pacific and BYU 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain Time Tip, 8 on the Pacific Coast. So, Zach, it's not as late for you. But as you uh, look at this game, you talked about Ty- Tyler Haas and Kyle Collinsworth. There's a chance that Anson Winder uh, won't play. He's dealing with a slight knee sprain. Besides those three big guns, is there anybody else that Pacific is keyed on or worried about on this BYU basketball roster? You know, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, there's obviously, you know, you could talk about Luke Worthington and, you know, someone like that or, or Chase Fisher, but I, I think they're, they're just keyed in on Hawes and they're keyed in on Collinsworth. And, you know, those are the two guys you have to be able to stop if you want to have any kind of a chance. So that being said, I don't think there's, excuse me, anybody outside of those two that they're really keyed in on per se. I think I think Hawes and, and Collinsworth are the two that that they're really really looking for tonight. You talked about St. Mary's. Uh, that's BYU's next game. Uh, you know, major concern for BYU fans to try and uh, for the Cougars to go in there and try and get a win uh, after this game against Pacific. What was your impression of St. Mary's this season? Um, you know, they they just always seem to win. Um, I was watching. I was rewatching the television broadcast. The TV analyst Dan Belwamini said that you know Randy Bennett hasn't won all those games for nothing. I mean, they just have a toughness about them. I mean, they shot so poorly; it was it was tough to watch at times. St. Mary shot thirty-two point seven percent against Pacific on the road and won. So that that should tell you something about them <laughs> that they can shoot that poorly and win on the road. Um, you know, Brad Waldo is is. Is going to get his. I mean, he's averaging a double double. I think he's still the only player in the nation averaging a double double. Um, and they they have guys that can beat you from the from the perimeter. I mean, they have you know Kerry Carter. They were able to stop him uh, a little bit. But Emmett Nair was was kind of an X factor for them. Another wing uh, that was was able to make three huge three pointers and then really back breaking three pointers. So. It's it's like whack a mole when you play St. Mary's. Like once you think you've you've gotten one, there's another one that pops up, and uh, and you know for for the defense it's kind of frustrating. But I think Pacific did about as good a job defensively as they could do, limiting St. Mary's quality shots, and they still won. So I, I think you know what what strikes me most about St. Mary's is they're battle tested. They've won big games on the road. They beat Creighton at Creighton. They almost beat St. John's. They blew a big lead on the road in Queens. So uh, they're a team that's tested and. Uh, and, and they'll be ready to go, and they'll be, they'll be geared up for that Saturday game versus the Cougars. Zach, what is worse, watching a basketball game where the two teams combine to shoot 6-for-32 from the three-point line or calling a baseball game, let's say, in the fifth inning when it's like 15-to-1? 
calling a baseball game because at <laughs> least there's a clock in a basketball game. You know, you know how much time's left, and you know that it can't be that way forever. And there have been some baseball games I've called, and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna go on forever. Like, there's not an end in sight. So I'd, I'd say baseball is the worst. But uh, it was it was really uh, it was really tough in that, especially in that first half. I mean, I think it was a second media timeout with ten minutes left. It was like eight eight. Oh. Like, yeah, I'm not sure if that's the right score, but I mean it was it was gross. It, but at the same time, that you know that voted well for Pacific. I mean, it meant they were they were playing good defense, and they you know they had a chance. And you know, St. Mary's had had a 12 point lead at one point, and Tigers were able to kind of get back into it. So it, it actually became an exciting game despite those awful shooting percentages. Who do you think finishes as the two seed in the WCC? Ah. Uh, I think, I mean, if you're going to be BYU or St. Mary's, I would, if I, you know, if you held a gun in my head, I would say BYU. I, I would say just because they're more, they have so many more threats than, than St. Mary's. I think BYU is more, much more talented offensively. So I, I would, I would say BYU. And unless St. Mary's can, can take one of two from, from Gonzaga and, you know, one of two from BYU, which I don't think is going to happen. I think, I think Gonzaga will win both. Um, I'll say BYU. Zach Bay Rudy, play-by-play for Pacific and the Class A Stockton Ports on the baseball field. Great to have you again, Zach. Spencer Jaron, thanks, guys. All right, we appreciate the insight from him and the scouting report, not only on Pacific, but on St. Mary's as well. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, also, at FR Ruiz 801. Here we go. Next time, I'm going to join the conversation with my gigapet. I owned a Rancor, is that how you said that? From Star Wars. You know what? I don't really Ruiz 801. Giga, giga this, okay? <laughs> I didn't have a giga pet, unfortunately. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I think I understand the reference. Any mobile device that has <laughs> capabilities that of like, tuning like in the little, it's like to a, BYU Sports it's Nation. Like a, it's like a Sacagawea dollar size Holy and you cow. like little buttons and. And stuff is that what that is? You got to take you, like, care of your giga pet. Yeah, yeah, if you don't okay, like okay. it, becomes unruly and you know gnarly. There's nothing worse than an unruly electronic, <laughs> an unruly giga pet. <laughs> oh no! Join the conversation with your giga pet. What is the biggest missing piece for BYU <laughs> on this road trip? Blaine Fowler will tell us what he thinks next. Giga pet. And now back to more BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com or check out the new podcast available on your Walkman, your Gigapet, your Game Boy. Okay, okay the last three, not for sure, but <laughs> live it up, right? Yeah, give Spencer a hard time. Uh, tonight, Women's Hoops is on BYU TV versus Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, BYU TV, BYU Radio. That is why Spencer's. Uh, part of the reason Spencer looks so nice. Oh, well, yeah. I You, you know, normally I... dress really well, better than me, every day. Um, and you look great. Hey, thank you. Are you offering me compliments because you've been giving me a hard time thus far on the show today? Are you every, trying to make show. amends? Every <laughs> show. <laughs> well, guess what? It's working, and I appreciate it. The, I love you, the man. tension is leaving. You're one of my best friends. <laughs> we having a moment here? Yes, we are. Friendship intervention. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Are, oh, are we back? Basketball game day for BYU men's and women's hoops. The men in Stockton, California. The ladies, as Jerem just mentioned, will host first place Pacific. T. John Karoma, freshman All-American, 
According to the Football Writers Association of America, congratulations to T. John. Braden Kersley, one of his teammates, a four-star offensive lineman from Oregon, transferring from BYU back to Oregon State. He's from Oregon. He made that official on his Twitter account yesterday. And Heather Olmstead, named associate head coach for BYU women's volleyball, the sister of Sean Olmstead, the head coach, who will join us in a little over a half an hour. And again, as we've been teasing you, is bringing us something super awesome. Sean, Sean will meet us, uh, hang out in like, what, 15 minutes? Half an hour would be oh, after yep, the show. Yep, that yeah. would be, uh, yeah. That's all right. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, hey, it's okay, man. My gigapet well, told, me, <laughs> told me the wrong Your thing. Your gigapet right needs um, some food. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be unruly. It's an unruly gigafet. What are we even talking about? Joining us now, a man who is not unruly and, <laughs> quite frankly, feeling much better, thank goodness, Blaine Fowler. Blaine, good to have you back on the show, man. Hey, good to be with you guys. You had to give me a couple extra days to the end of the week to get healthy. You so sound, you sound better, dude. You just sound way better. Oh, you know what? All it takes is sleeping with your pillow and blanket right in front of the toilet for a night to make you appreciate <laughs> feeling good, right? Yeah, when when uh, the producer of the men's basketball game, Caitlin Jenny, called me Saturday and said, well, Blaine texted me from his bathroom floor. Uh, he's not <laughs> going to make it. I was like, all right, I'm when, in. I'm when, in. I sent Caitlin, when I sent Caitlin that text, I said, first thing you need to know is, I have never missed a game, 700 and some games in 28 years. That's amazing. Whoa. But, but, but this text is originating from my bathroom floor, so that puts it all in perspective. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Glad to, glad to hear you're better. You are the so Cal not, Ripken of be, BYU broadcast. You were the Cal Ripken yeah, you're of the Iron, BYU You're the Iron Man. Hey, well, the streak is over. i got to start a new one. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk BYU basketball first, uh, Blaine. Dave Rose has mentioned that he wants to use – his guards in the post more to make up for the lack of post scoring or a post scoring threat uh, for BYU. What do you think about this proposition? And what do you think about, uh, or what do you think rather that BYU will do tonight to make that effective? Well, I, I wish they wouldn't have to do it. I wish that they could get some production out of their bigs down there. When, when you look at BYU's points in the paint right now, it's a little bit deceiving because all of their points in the paint, are coming on layups and, and transition and drives from that guard line into the paint. They're just getting nothing with any back-to-the-basket uh, type of offense. And BYU has a whole portion of their offense that's been ineffective with, when they like to throw the ball into the post and play inside out, where they force a defense to collapse inside into the paint and then to distribute that basketball back inside to the outside. They haven't had any of that this year. And I know that Dave wants to have – that part of their offense have some impact in the game, and they just haven't had it, especially in the last couple of weeks. So I wish they wouldn't have to do it, but I do think it's a good move. I think that Kyle Collinsworth is big enough. I think that Tyler's good enough with his back to the basket and down low that they can do some things to make defenses defend a little bit more, defend something different. Because right now, BYU's getting its shots either by dribble penetration, and think about it, if Anson Winder is not healthy, which we're hearing, that takes away one of their best guys off the dribble to collapse the defense. And, and then they get their shots with rotation where, where they're passing the ball around the perimeter. Um, so they have to have something to make defenses defend a little bit more in the paint and, and get their rotations out of that, something to prepare for. So, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. I think that he has to do it. It's just a shame that he has to do it, that they can't get more production out of those bigs down low. Yeah, and I've I've called Anson Winder BYU's best rim runner. I think that he's he's the best on the team at that. So if he can't go tonight, who do you see making up the Anson Winder production? Well, I, I think that Bartley may have to play more minutes because he's a guy that can 
He can be a motor in transition. You know how good Anson is at getting out and helping Temple with this basketball team by pushing the basketball in transition. And then you're, he is absolutely the best guy on this team at being explosive with that first step and just blowing by somebody and forcing defensive rotations as he attacks the basket. He's great. That's not taking anything away from Kyle Collinsworth. I'm just talking about explosive first step. And with Kyle and Anson on the floor, you've got to kind of have a one-two where you can swing the basketball and then either or can take the ball dribble and break down the defense. So without Anson, who can do that? Well, Chase Fisher is capable. He doesn't do it as much as he probably could. He may need to do that a little bit more um, tonight and, and on Saturday if Anson's not able to go. And then I think maybe Bartley gets a few more minutes. And, and Skyler Halford, he's shown us that he doesn't have to be just a you know, spot-up jump shooter. He can attack a little bit as well. Um, but you're going to have to have those guys, guys like Bartley, guys like Halford, step up, Chase Fisher, step up and do a little bit more because – Anson Weiner can make a case for being, if not the MV, you know, there's really a one, two, three punch on this basketball team, and he's been part of that. So he, this is huge if he's not 100%. Blaine Fowler with us, BYU national champion quarterback in 1984 and now a dual-threat analyst for us on BYU TV and our friends at ESPN. Blaine, let's ask you the Twitter question today. How confident are you in BYU Hoops' ability to go 2-0 this weekend on the road, knowing that Anson Winder is questionable for tonight, and we're not sure how much BYU is going to get out of him on Saturday. Well, I'm not, I'm not as concerned about tonight. <laughs> as I look at what Pacific's done this year, I mean, lost to Irvine. They have some wins against Nevada and Fresno State, who are decent teams. Um, but, but USF, Santa Clara, I mean, I look at who they've beaten, and I look up the makeup of this team. Their guards don't scare me to death. Um, so, you know, Anson is usually the best perimeter defender for BYU as well. He's got the lateral quickness to stay in front of a penetrating guard. I think they can go out, and I'm, I'm confident that this Pacific game is a game that they can win regardless. Um, now, St. Mary's makes me a little bit more nervous, so I, I, have to break, I have to break him in half. I really wish that they had Nate Austin back for St. Mary's, and I know that from four or five weeks ago that was the target for him, and, and I don't know that he's ready to go. And and that hurts because Waldo is somebody that BYU just doesn't have an answer for inside. So that one that one makes me a little more nervous. I'm very confident that they can get a win against Pacific. And then right now in my mind, without Anson Winder, I'm fifty fifty with St. Mary's on the road. With, with, with you know, so not only do you not have Anson, you don't have Nate Austin possibly on Saturday. That that makes me nervous against St. Mary's. And this is a St. Mary's team that their wins, you know, they're they're on a win streak right now. And, and I know that they had a fairly close game, kind of a gritty game where they didn't shoot it well against Pacific. But previous to that, I mean, six games where they've been lighting it up and playing really well and just kind of handling teams. So I'm nervous about that one, guys. Should I be nervous? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, BYU's, uh, we addressed this yesterday, how sustainable is the four-guard lineup for BYU. One element we didn't discuss, which has come to uh, fruition today, is if one of those guys is hurt, that's a huge blow because you just don't have that kind of firepower off the bench. You were bringing Anson off the bench, but now you're not, and so you just don't have the weapons. It's not like you can say, all right, well, maybe Corbin Kafusi gets a few more post-touches and shots. It's just not there. So you, you have to have Tyler Hawes, uh, Kyle Collinsworth, and Chase Fisher essentially carry the weight. Yeah, Chase Fisher has to be – he's got to be really good. And Chase Fisher, when you look at his numbers, you go, wow, his numbers look good. He's been a little bit streaky. So he's had games where he's phenomenal. And when he's phenomenal, BYU's been unstoppable, right? Yeah, 12 what's the stat? 12 and 1 when Chase scores in double figures. And when he doesn't score in double figures, BYU 2 and 4. Wow. 
but here's the challenge they're going to have to issue to them this week. It's not just about being consistent for two games on the road scoring the ball. He's going to have to play better defense, and he's a capable defender because when if you don't have Anson Winder 100%, even if Anson plays and he's just not quite the lateral quickness that he's had with that knee bothering him, um, that, that kills you defensively. He, he literally is your best perimeter defender, um, and he keys the defense, and he keys steals that you get. And, you know, a lot of the steals that Kyle Collinsworth gets are, are with Anson's guy giving the ball up and him getting in the passing lane. And so, so it's not just about Chase getting out and scoring consistently for two games. It's about him upping his defensive effort. And it's about those guys coming off the bench understanding that, wow, this isn't just a scorer and a penetrator that, that is not healthy. This is a really good defender. And, and that's something we sometimes don't think about. And they're going to need that. And you know what? St. Mary's has really – St. Mary's has got a great inside-out game. You combine Waldo, and we always talk about Waldo in the middle, and he's phenomenal, but Kerry Carter is a beast on the outside to defend. And Aaron Bright, the Stanford transfer, is another guy that can cause you problems on the outside. So they have two really good guards wrapped around probably the best – well, I don't want to say the best, the best center. You know what? I think Brad he is. Waldo may be – Who's better? The, the, Karnowski's uh, not better. You're right. Karnowski's just more of a load down there. And Wiltshire's a to tall with. three. But yeah. but if you talk about from a skill set side, the whole deal, I think we can call Brad Waldo the best. He's averaging a double double. Yeah, points he's averaging course. twenty and he's the best. ten. He's the best. Yeah. So let's let's we'll just call him the best. Especially got the best center in the league. And you want to know what? I'll take Kerry Carter and Aaron Bright at that guard line. It's I mean, so it's it's not just about scoring for Chase Fisher. He's got to defend his head off this week as well. And that's what it's going to take for them to get a win on Saturday. Now. I, I think if they get a win, they're all going to have to dig down and, and do it against Pacific. But I don't think Pacific is a really confident team right now. I think BYU can just go out and score them. But they're going to have to have a special effort out of guys um, on Saturday to get a win at St. Mary's. Blaine, let's uh, utilize your true dual-threat analyst abilities here and talk football for just a minute. And so in one minute, I would like you to assess the current state of BYU football with Transfers down, Levitt and Braden Kersley leaving, one for Utah State, the other for Oregon State, and now where the BYU football Cougars are right now. Well, that, those two hurt. And you know what? It hurts because they're young guys that had a lot of playing time. With all the injuries BYU had last you know, this last season, the bright side, the silver lining was, well, you know what? Guys like Kersley and, and Levitt had to play. And so now I guess what, they come back with experience. So, so it hurts. But you know what? If they're feeling like they're not a fit, then, then you've got to support them and let them go. Um, I, I do think enough other young players, I think about anchoring that offensive line, Kyle Johnson, how good he was as a sophomore. I think about Tijon Caroma as a freshman and how good he was. To me, BYU it takes a step forward if they can stay healthy. This is a, when I say it's a step forward, maybe not a step forward with a number of wins, but they'll be a much better football team because I think they'll be even better again next year on the offensive line, even without Kersley. There's enough depth there and enough guys that play. And, and when you get your quarterback and your feature running back back, hey, that makes a big deal, a big difference. So you keep those guys healthy, great receiving core coming back, uh, a defense that Broncos going to be way more involved with than calling the plays uh, for, which I think makes a big difference. So I, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be better than they were this last season. But it all comes back to that: you've got to stay healthy. You've got to stay healthy. Yeah, that's the buzzword. And, and so if they stay healthy, I like their chances to be better. Do they get 10 or 11 wins? Well, I'll go look at the schedule in September, and then we'll talk about that. <laughs> Blaine, great to talk to you. Glad you're feeling better. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. Good to be healthy.
Absolutely. BYU football, just a mere seven months and three weeks-ish from <laughs> Lincoln, Nebraska. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 233. Oh, you haven't busted that out for a while. I know. I know. I forgot. You need to bring that thing back more often. It's been five or six months. Yeah. That just sounded right. We are back. (laughs) Speak American. Oh, goodness. What did Sean Olmstead bring BYU Sports Nation back from the final four? We find out next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer. His name is Jerem. And this Friday and Saturday, BYU <laughs> men's volleyball plays UCLA. Uh, the Bruins are fourth. The Cougars are seventh. Friday and Saturday, 9 Eastern time, BYU TV and BYU Ready. Check and it out. Who, Steve Vale is stoked. Who will be on the call with Steve Vale? Yo. That is right. Jerem Jordan will be on the call. Our Twitter question today, how confident are you in BYU basketball's ability to go 2-0 this weekend on the road? Use the hashtag BYUSN at C-O-T underscore BYU football. Says 75% Pacific is an easy win, but St. Mary's is the possible loss. I think BYU hoops can do it, however. Okay. Yeah, I I hate to say that any team is an easy win that's not like a Southern Virginia or Chaminade type game, you know, but... Pacific lost a lot of, you know, uh, weaponry from last year, and I think that BYU is motivated. And I think that when you look into Chase Fisher's eyes, Kyle Collinsworth's eyes, Tyler Haw's eyes tonight, that they will carry the load if Anson Weiner cannot play. BYU BYU is facing a team that has an RPI of two twenty three. Yep, hashtag must win. Joining us now on the set, one of our good friends. His name is Sean Olmstead, the head coach of the BYU women's volleyball team. To the national the title The national match. title. Runner, so the runner-up. Yeah, there we go. Yep. There we go. We, haven't, we haven't talked to you on the show since then. Look no. Looking sharp in your neon sweatshirt, the Thermofit. Uh, also clean-shaven. <laughs> clean-shaven, most clean importantly. Shaven. Well, Compared hey, to what it was. Pretty, pretty darn good, all right? All right? <laughs> Do you miss it, man? Do you miss the No, mustache? I don't. I don't miss it at all. You know, it was fun. It was enjoyable. And uh, every picture or memory, you know, we're going through some things preparing for our banquet on Tuesday. And I just look at these pictures that are going to be put on the wall. and Forever. Could go, could, forever. Could go in Hall of Fames <laughs> here and there. And I just go, I, I laugh. It was fun. It was enjoyable. The kids had a blast. The girls had a blast with it. It, it. And it, you know, I really think in a way, honestly, I can look back and think it took some of the distraction of the just the... The, that moment of oh, we're playing in, in the, the Final Four and now in a national championship game, I, I can say, and I told people, the kids were loose. They were ready to play. And if it was the mustache, all right. Awesome. But uh, yeah. it wasn't my intent at the start, and we rolled with it. <laughs> the OTS. It really well. yeah, <laughs> An was acronym great. was developed for it. <laughs> it was getting Facebook hits and Twitter <laughs> and hashtag this and that. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a business genius. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> True facts of truth. Yes. Okay. Uh, you promised that you were going to bring us something from the Final Four, and so we're, yep. we're super excited about this. Right, I actually I, remembered. I, I, I've got awesome a couple thing. things, but I've got something that uh, that I got before. Uh, Jerem wasn't here when I brought some st- gifts last time. That's okay. right. But Spencer's going to be mad, so I'll make it up to you. I promise. Okay. I promise. Okay. I don't let you down. Okay. I, I care a lot about you. Okay. But uh, I think uh, – Spencer's going to be a little mad because I, I, I'm taking care of my boy Jerem today. I don't know. I don't oh, know what any he doesn't know be. what any of this oh, is. So, juice. so, so oh, the only snap. problem is the colors oh, this weekend. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> neon shoes. <juice. laughs> 
So uh, <laughs> these are awesome. My wife's going to be really, really excited Dude. right now. They've never been worn. They they are my wow. size that yeah, Nike yeah. sent my way. Yeah. But uh, I wear twelve. I'd feel bad wearing the accepting these because the men's team. I love them to death, yeah. and they're playing UCLA. So you want to put these away this weekend? That's a little more towards the UCLA colors. Okay. It's more of a green, it's green. but it's Oregon but green. Uh, just enjoy. Dude, hope is, you wow. like them. Oh, I hope you. you like those. That is very nice. Thank I'll you. make wow. it up to you. I okay. promise. Right. I promise. I'll Yo, come first back. First the pink shirt, and now the shoots. <laughs> so <laughs> I take so, care of you guys, center. and I would say I probably take care of you guys better than any coach. I'd have to say. Okay. And uh, but the best wow. part is this is pretty cool. I think, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, it it's a pretty cool deal. I think from the Final Four. Okay. Here we go. Um, this is the actual uh, playing surface oh, tile oh, from, from the actual court that we took after when they were taking down the court. We stole as many wow. as we could. Or, or, excuse me, we borrowed as many <laughs> as we could. And uh, so there That's you go. Great. The girls played on that piece, uh, you know, for the entire, the entire Final Four. If you see wow. the court, that was the, the piece right along the net the, from the three-meter line in. That is outstanding. And, uh, and everybody signed it. Everybody signed it. You've got the coaches, each of the players, and uh, – there you go. This is awesome. Thank you so much for these gifts, especially the shoes. And this. <laughs> these are, this is really cool. This, this is, really is cool. mine. This is mine. <laughs> there you go. This is mine. No, I'll make it Spencer. Alone. I'll take care of you. Okay. Don't worry. Don't I worry. Tr- I believe you. It was, <laughs> I believe you. This is really cool because this, that was one of the most memorable experiences in BYU history, and I think for a lot of people in this modern era. Women's volleyball, the best season ever, the best team ever. To have some of the sport court from that is yeah. We amazing. were in Miami talking about volleyball. I got I got pictures of the football team celebrating. I've got some great stuff that How about would Taysom Hill. Uh, yeah, I've got that? Taysom Hill. I've got Chad Lewis just in front of his TV, Fui Vakapuna recording <laughs> the the reaction of the, as the rally uh, to go into the finals against Texas was going. And so it was. It was. It's a. It's an unbelievable uh, accomplishment. These kids, the teams that they took care of in the the manner that they beat a Nebraska in three, a Texas in four. Uh, it was just a remarkable run, and uh, it was fun to be a part of. Okay, we, we need to ask you this, because this was uh, some, break, some breaking news yesterday. Your sister, Heather, appointed as the associate head coach. How does that change things for you and for Heather? Well, I think most importantly is, uh, I, I mean, honestly, it's, it's something that sh- she's well-deserving, but I, I just hope it's something to keep her around uh, that much longer. And uh, she's deserving. She's had numerous opportunities to, you know, continue her career at, at other institutions. And, and, and uh, she's been really, really excited about what we're doing. She's been, appreci- uh, you know, gracious. And as have we. She's been a huge part. You know, she and I came in. I was here as an assistant. But when I took over as a head coach, that was my first move. When they offered me this job, I said, well, this is what I want to do right off the bat. It took some a lot of work from even the president of BYU on down because sure. that's my sister, you know. Right. And uh, but she's deserving of of that position. Uh, you know, it doesn't change too much what she's doing. But uh, maybe maybe when there's a, a couple staff meetings where it's head coaches only, and I want to go ski with my kids, <laughs> I can just say, Heather, uh, you take you take the uh, you take the mantle, and you represent us well at that coaches meeting right now. That's Absolutely. Awesome. Wait, you mean when you have important parental Import- duties? Th- there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Just that. So <laughs> like skiing on the mountain with your kids. <laughs> now, as a former BYU men's volleyball player, uh, Libero, what do you think of this year's rendition of the BYU Cougars? It's early. 
but you've seen them practice a couple times. Yeah, I, I try to get in there every day to just, you know, not sit in the desk all day. And I love to go out there and I, I have a relationship with each of those guys. And I care deeply about Chris and, and Rob and, and, and Mike and all those guys that are helping out with that team. It, was a, it wasn't uh, the way they wanted to start, but I think they're still trying to figure out the, the dynamic of this team. I think there's a couple question marks at some of those positions. They're open about it. They're not hiding it. And so there was a lot of kids that had some wonderful opportunities. Now, there's a lot of potential on that team. There really is. You know, there's a couple. There's one guy there that Carl McGowan came up to me and said, you know, this kid's an Olympic-level kid if he can get healthy and be playing. Who did he say that about? Uh, that's about Jake. And Jake's a just Jake Langlois. Just, okay. just, he's dealing with some injuries that not too many people know about. He's on kind of a, I don't know if you'd call it a clock or a jump count every day at practice. Wow. And, um... So he's he's unbelievable when he can you know he's raw but he's an unbelievably physically strong kid and he can jump and hit the snot out of the ball and if he can get rolling they've got a good chance to to be okay but I think they're going to take their lumps early as they learn a little about themselves. Sean, it's always great to have you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much for this. Yes. Stuff, man. I'll make it up to you. Court. I promise, Spencer. I'm sorry. I, I I'm look, sorry. No, no. I, you <laughs> you have exceeded expectations. <laughs> Hopefully, fantastic. Up next, J Jimmer getting some ESPN love. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Future guests? How about former BYU quarterback Christian Stewart and BYU volleyball's Jalen Reyes? Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Sean Olmstead for bringing us this piece of the court autograph from the Final Four. Yeah, hard to argue And with some that. sweet shoes. Also, we should if give it to... If you want to borrow them, you can always, you can always borrow them. Jimmer, Jimmer for dead. Until the court piece came in, it was Jimmer for dead who scored eight points all in the second quarter last night. The greatest the second quarter the of, Pistons. of all time. Let him play minutes. Hey, thanks for our guest today. Zach Bayrudy, Blaine Fowler, Sean Olmstead, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to DexterLaw.com for sponsoring our Rise and Shout. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Brett Jepson. Go put on your new shoes. I am. We're back to work tomorrow.